0: or visit them for more information at CabotRisk.com. All you really need to know about our Be Brave at Work podcast guest today is that Luke Iorio is a dad, a spouse, an entrepreneur, a consciousness and mindfulness coach, podcaster, blogger, a wide-angled observer, and enthusiastic participant in the game of life who likes exploring what's possible when we are aligned to who we truly are. Clients usually come to Luke because something no longer feels right. Their work isn't as enjoyable. They've put in the effort, and sometimes a lot of effort, and the payoff doesn't seem to be there in the way of fulfillment, or purpose, or even joy. They're feeling something is off, and that they aren't where they thought they'd ought to be. And we work together to disrupt that stuckness from what's causing it at a core level. Their soul and roles are no longer united or working together, and thus the journey back to freedom and joy begins. Luke previously served as president and CIO for the Institute for Professional Excellence in Coaching, otherwise known as IPEC, and is still a partner and board member. He had the unique and fortunate opportunity to work with influential people and organizations who are not satisfied with life and business as usual, and it gave Luke both a bird's-eye view and firsthand experience into a laboratory of transformation that few people have had. Those insights and experiences now inform his coaching, the occasional retreats he facilitates, and the podcasting that he has done on his podcast called On This Walk. Welcome, Luke.
1: Ed, thanks for having me here.
0: Luke, if you could tell us a little bit more, I think our listeners would love to hear what you're currently doing today and some of the work that you're doing to interact in the marketplace. Sure.
1: I think that the number one thing that, that I'm focused on right now is actually the podcast that you mentioned On This Walk. I've had a very interesting journey over the course of the last six or seven years of going from being a CEO to being burnt out to going on a very deep and personal journey to, to create some new alignment in my, in my life and my work. And so I decided to start putting that out, sharing those stories, sharing that journey. Many of the guides and teachers I had the honor of working with, a lot of the relationships I've built over that period of time are all shared openly, very openly, <laughs> vulnerably on that podcast. Uh, so they can find it as, as on this walk. Beyond that, I do maintain private coaching practice. I do a little bit of one-on-one work. I run a couple of uh, circles right now. I'm actually running a men's circle, uh, specifically uh, helping men kind of rediscover what their path back to fulfillment looks like. Uh, and I've run that both for men as well as for others as well. And then I do some advising, and I do some strategizing, and I do you know I do a bunch of other things as well. Uh, but that's the that's kind of the core of the work.
0: Well, a couple of areas that I think would be of interest to our, our listeners. One is this mention of burnout, because this is an area that many people experience in their workplaces, and they don't do anything about it, or they just burn out, right, and make some type of unplanned life change. And then the second topic is this men's fulfillment area that of interest for you, because this is an area that more and more research is being done regarding, and uh, as women become more populated in the workplace the role of men is changing a little bit. And I'm not suggesting that's the core of your topic, but let's go back to the first area. And you mentioned being CEO and president of IPEC. And is that where you experienced burnout and what did it feel like and what did you do about it?
1: Yeah, it was a a pretty profound experience that I ended up going through. Uh, I had been Building up towards being the CEO for many years, I was with IPAC for a total of 17 years over the course of my career. As I became CEO, took that on. It was sort of like this fulfillment of so much that I had worked for. It was, you know, what I had always viewed as as success up until that point. And about five years into being CEO, I started to feel kind of the weight, the fatigue of what was uh, what was occurring for me. Uh, So I had a lot of the different things that I was managing, a lot of the different new projects and business and this wonderful growth we were experiencing. But there was something that felt like it was empty. There was something that felt like it was missing. And so for me, I ended up being a very, very difficult year where on the personal side, I attended four funerals in 10 months. And at the very end of that run, I was getting very introspective as to what was going on. So at this fourth funeral, the morning of it, I ended up uh, getting a phone call from my business partner, the founder of IPEC, Bruce Schneider, and we were talking about a project that we were was particularly struggling. It was just was not on track, and he stops me cold and goes, "What's going on? Like, where your energy is all off right now?" And I told him, "I said I'm going to my my fourth funeral of the year." Uh, you can actually even hear Bruce at that point, just kind of like, "Ugh," because he could feel the the weight of the year that I just had. And he said, "Listen, we get this this conversation can totally wait." Uh, but when you get back, I we need to have a conversation because you are starting to display all of these classic signs and symptoms of being burnt out. Well, I end the the conversation ends. I go off to the the memorial service that I was attending. Uh, it was a beautiful service, very introspective. There was a lot for me to think about in terms of uh, how people would know me when it came to be my time. Because there was this this beautiful eulogy that was delivered that day, and as I come home. I'm not maybe seven, eight steps in the door, and I just collapse, collapse to the ground under the weight of just so much emotion and so much stress, so much that I've been carrying around with me that I did not allow out, that I didn't have a release for, and so I'm just kind of you know there on the floor, uh, crying and and just releasing everything that was coming through, and I finally, after I don't know exactly how long, I'm deciding, okay, I've got to clean myself up. I don't want my kids to walk in the door and find me this way. Uh, you know, typical stare, I should say stereotypical man thing to do, right? And so I go upstairs, I get changed, and I go into the bathroom to splash some water on my face. And as I do, I connect in the mirror with that younger self, that consciousness that's behind our eyes that's always there with us. And as I'm connecting to that part of who I am, I feel this energy, like starting to rush through me. And as it's rushing through me, I begin to recognize the energy i was feeling was rage and i end up looking at the mirror and shouting into the mirror of where did you go why did you leave me Uh, talking to that kind of core essential part of who i am and of course this moment is both surreal as very ironic because you shout into a mirror and it's going to come right back at you and so sure enough i hear these questions come back at me and everything then just lights up and it strikes me that it was never it never left me it's always been there. That part of us, that essence, that consciousness that we walk around with, whether you want to call it that or call it soul or or whatever your word for it is, it's always there. But as we go out into our pursuits in the world, we very often leave that essential part. We leave that essential core self that's there. And we start playing roles. We start playing parts. We start you know, trying to be the things we feel we need to be to get to where we want to get to in life. And so I connected to all of that in that particular moment, and it was just kind of the pinnacle of, okay, you've, you've hit a stage both of burnout and you have now been blessed with this moment that shows you there is something you want to get back to within yourself. And so burnout for me was not only the physical and workload and stress side of things, but it was also something that triggered a very deeply uh, emotional as well as spiritual journey for me
0: well luke thank you so much for sharing that story and i would imagine many of our listeners can relate to some degree and i will tell you you know i'm a 62 year old man and you know when i look in the mirror i still see a 25 year old person i still feel that way i still think that way you know when i talk to people who are older than me in their 80s and 90s they still appear young mentally right they still feel mentally young they think mentally young. Uh, Their bodies have become older, but it seems like the brain just never, you know, technically ages unless there's some type of medical issue that might experience. So I think a lot of people can feel that way. And you said something that, you know, when you fell on the floor and had an emotional moment, you had not found a way to release what it was you had been experiencing. So have you learned or are there ways that people who are starting to feel burnout or wonder if they're experiencing burnout can release it or figure out a way to navigate through it so they don't have a moment like you had where you collapsed because you've keep been keeping it in the whole time?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, We we sort of get onto this hamster wheel of life where we're just running and running and running, trying to keep up with everything. Right. And what happens is that the events of life just start stacking on top of each other. So there's no space there's no reflection, there's no introspection. And so it's as if we're just kind of layering all of these experiences one after the next on top of uh, themselves. And it becomes very, very dense, that energy can't move around. And so we need to ultimately have practices, we need to have spaces for ourselves, that we can sort of let the events of our life spread out a little bit that we can breathe into them once again, you can do this in a lot of different ways, you know, for me, my journey, a lot of that journey began with meditation and meditation can be as little as you know three to five minutes a day. It can be 10 deep intentional breaths. It doesn't need to be a formal meditation practice. Uh, but when we have a practice like that on a daily basis, these are little moments that we're connecting and dropping back in and slowing things down so that we can kind of return to center and begin to make sense of what's unfolding. And then we can develop practices that go further than that on weekly and monthly type of basis, even annual basis, where I've used journaling for many, many years. It's a way of being able to get those experiences out of me to be able to see them in a different light. Uh, I've spent a tremendous amount of time in nature and using eco-based practices to really kind of reconnect with the aliveness that is all around us and recognize that back within ourselves. And certainly building in time, to whether it's working with a coach or going on retreats, working in a group, anything that we can surround ourselves with that are both practices as well as support systems that allow us to work through the emotional releases, the energetic releases that normally we don't give ourselves time and space for in the course of a given day, week or month. Uh, So we do need to build that into our lives.
0: I love that idea of getting out of the office and connecting with nature. You know, I personally do that on a recurring basis, especially since I've become an independent consultant. I don't know that I ever did it when I was in corporate America because I never (laughs) felt I had time even to go get lunch, let alone, you know, take 15 minutes to go out for a walk. But there is something about fresh air and sunlight and other areas of interest, right? Other uh, dynamics that are happening beyond what might be happening in your world that allows you to reset and re-energize yourself in order to be, you know, a productive and effective person. And I think this is where some of the layers of Be Brave at Work unfold, especially mm-hmm. uh, in our podcast. We have learned, Luke, over time that there are many layers to being braver at work, but one of them might be this feeling that you get where somebody isn't allowing you to be who you want to be or feel what you want to feel because of how they are operating and you find that you need to say something to them or uh, have a conversation with them that's very hard for you to say or very hard for them yeah. to hear right and uh, I don't know if you have any thoughts or ideas on you know things that people can do if they find themselves in a situation where somebody is having a, a negative influence or a negative impact on them and they have to find the, the way to say something to that person professionally and respectfully at all times, of course, in order to have a positive impact. Are there any thoughts or ideas you might Mm -hmm. have that you could share with our listeners?
1: Yeah, I think one of the first things that comes to mind is that when we're having that experience with another individual who's a challenge to us, is we usually want to get our point across. We want to be able to say, you know, this is what's going on for me. I need this boundary respected. But that's actually got to come second. The first part is building some level of rapport, which I would do through some type of acknowledgement and validation to understand what is the need that is actually behind this person's actions. So what is it that's going on for them? What are they potentially stressed about? What have been their concerns? Uh, What are they trying to get addressed? Because I need to understand where they're coming from so that when I communicate what it is that I would like them to know, I can put it in the language as well as the context that they have going on for themselves. Otherwise, it's usually two people just talking at each other and nobody hearing. And so if we wanna get our message heard and across, we actually have to kind of do that with the other person first and then be able to insert our message, uh, like I said, based on where they're coming
0: from. Well, I love that perspective, Luke, and oftentimes on the podcast, we refer to Stephen Covey's habits of highly effective people. Mm -hmm. And habit number five is slightly what you're referencing, which is seek first to understand and then be understood. Right. And in corporate America, of course, we do what you said earlier. We go in. This is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm thinking. It's all about me and the person who's doing the behavior that's driving you crazy. You don't even talk about. Right. Just other than I need you to stop it and the the first thing that you should do through having also a great relationship is to ensure that you understand where they're coming from and why they're operating the way they're operating, which may either be purposeful, which you then would learn because you're asking about it, or a blind spot. They didn't realize that that's what they were doing and they appreciate the fact that you came and shared this with them. But you first have to understand where they are coming from and why they're coming from where they're coming from before you start sharing the impact and uh influence that that's having on other people
1: if if you think of it in these terms people like to be seen right they like to be seen for who it is that they are just like we want to be seen for who it is that we are and so if you actually even add to that idea of understanding them first see them who are they where are they coming from what might be going on for them and the more that you can truly see an individual for who they are as opposed to only the energy of this particular action that you don't like then it's going to give you the chance to see them in more of hopefully who they actually are. And they're going to feel that. They're going to feel received. They're going to feel seen by you, at least in even a small degree. And so then when you are sharing something, there is just a different level of connection that's going to be there. And you've effectively modeled for them how to see you. Now, it's not going to work every single time. It's not going to go perfect every single time. But it this is a way of kind of breaking these old habits and and these old paradigms that we operate under exactly like you said in corporate america it's like well i'm in a rush i need to do this here's my point here's my view we've got to find a way of breaking that chain
0: i think that's uh great advice luke and thanks for sharing that and i'd love to talk for just a couple of minutes on the kind of the male role or the male experienced uh group that you're running you know what started that type of work and what are in general some of the areas of interest that you and your Team members focus on.
1: Yeah, it's for me. It started again as part of my personal journey. Uh, I've been fortunate enough over over the years to connect with men's work, and uh, very specifically, I recognize that when men can find a container that they feel safe enough to more fully express themselves, where they don't have to keep up the armor, they don't have to keep up this protective layer that most of us tend to walk around with, they can all of a sudden really start to get to know themselves again at a deeper level and work through some of the uh, the energy, the emotions, the beliefs that they've been struggling with. And so uh, this work specifically around fulfillment. Uh, very often, fulfillment, the way that we end up approaching it, just like we approach purpose, is all about what we're going to do in the world. And what are we going to do? Is this my purpose? Is this my path? And we pursue it as if the doing of of whatever that action is, whatever the profession is or the career is who we are, but it's not. That's actually something that carries who it is that we are, it's the vehicle, it's the expression of who we actually are. So a lot of our work in terms of finding that fulfillment begins first and foremost with really getting to know yourself again. Begin to understand if I strip away all the conditioning, if I strip away the the different pieces of my identity, if I strip away the attachments and the entanglements, or even some of the hurts and the traumas that maybe I've been through in my life, if I can lay those down for even just a moment, I might be able to get a closer look at the essence of who I really am, because that's what I want to share in the world. That's what I want to be able to bring out. Then it's a matter of what are the vehicles, what are the containers, what are the contributions that I can make that are in alignment with who I really know myself to be. And so for, for us, it really is a kind of a stripping away kind of a process to get to know ourselves again. And then all of a sudden that fulfillment is, we can see it in all the different ways that we get to show up in our life. Uh, it doesn't have to be about just the perfect job or the perfect this, the perfect that for us to feel fulfilled.
0: Well, of all the phrases that have held up through the test of time, know thyself, from Socrates seems to have hung in there. And uh, you know a lot of the work you do and a lot of the work that I do has to do with self-awareness and this belief that you are more likely to exhibit yourself better and connect with other people better if you know yourself first. If you don't know who you are, how you operate, how you build relationships, your strengths, your areas of opportunities, if you don't know them, nobody will or others will and won't tell you about them, right? So know yourself sounds like a great basis for that type of work, Luke. And thank you so much for being a guest on Be Brave at Work today. And I'm wondering if folks want to find out more about the work that you're currently doing, where can they go? How can they find out more information?
1: Thank you, Ed. Uh, Appreciate being here. Everybody can find me at onthiswalk.com. That's both for my show as well as for the coaching and services that I do offer. And you can find me on Pretty much all the social media uh, channels, so whether it's on Facebook or LinkedIn, Instagram, if you look up Diaz and Daniel, Luke, I Oreo, you'll find me.
0: Great. And give us a quick pitch on for On This Walk. What is the podcast about?
1: So On This Walk is very much my personal journey with meaning, purpose, fulfillment, balance. It is this spiritual exploration of how we get to know ourselves again and create a life that just feels like it's completely in alignment with who we are. And so a lot of the conversations that get shared, they're with some of the, the, the guides, the teachers I've worked with, they're with a lot of individuals that I've had the the honor of getting to know and walk with on this path as we have all gone on this path together. Uh, and then I'm bringing in other individuals that I keep getting connected to through some, some wonderful network uh, that are coming in to share these really deep conversations that have been pivotal in them feeling like they have found themselves again and created a life, created work around them that really is representative of who they are uh, and not just a vehicle that they happen to have chosen.
0: Fantastic, Luke. Well, thank you again for being a guest on our podcast today. Thank you, Ed. And to our listeners, thank you for joining us today. And we hope you join us on our next podcast conversation as we further explore being brave at work. We also remind you to subscribe to our podcast at BeBraveAtWork.com and or download and listen to our podcast on multiple online platforms. We are everywhere. Our podcast today was sponsored by Cabot Risk Strategies, whom you can reach at 800-222-5963 or visit them for more information at cabotrisk.com. And a reminder to check out my new book, Drive Your Career, Nine High-Impact Ways to Take Responsibility for Your Own Success, which is available in paperback, on Kindle, and in audio everywhere online. Do you have something to say, yet are not saying it? Do you have something to do, yet are not doing it? Now is the time to be brave at work. Have a great week.